Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome to all the beautiful paranormal people out there. You are at the Spooky Sunday Evening Show with your hosts, Anne and Renata, paranormal investigators extraordinaire and the psychic medium of the world over there. Sorry you didn't win it this year. No, I did win it. That was a year ago. I'm I'm not that good anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even make second best this year, but we did win best uh, social media platform. Platform for um, 2022, so Mm. we'll take that. Mm -hmm. We'll take that. But I hope everyone's had a fabulous week. We certainly have. We've been flat chatting, just spinning wheels. We're leaving skid marks everywhere we go. (laughs) That sounded really wrong. It did. It did. It did. Did he done do, do, do. (laughs) Anything could happen this show. Mm -hmm. I'm just warning you all now. Mm -hmm. I've got a great... I'm getting a sign. I'm getting a sign. You're getting a message from the other side. Yes, I am getting a message from the other side. Oh, what's it saying? I don't know. Well, listen, it might be for someone who's listening in out there who needs to get that message. Could be. I hear you're still coughing up a lung. I still am. It's all right. I've been sneezing my head off. It's been great. I just wish one of the, I was one of those ladies that had a good time every time they sneeze, but that is not me. That is not me. Yes, we've gone there early in the show. This is what happens when Auntie Anne doesn't get enough sleep. The filter slips worse than normal. But we had our Pick old the filter up and put it back where it belongs. Oh, it's down around my ankles at the moment, <laughs> um, down there with my halo. Uh, so we've um, we've had our all nighter last night, but mm-hmm. we also had <clears> a. <throat> you're making me cough. <laughs> our uh, the residents. Yes. Oh, didn't that go off? That was awesome. Oh boy, yeah. great bunch of people though. Uh, I, I think on both tours we had really really good people, and we got to play with a new piece of equipment last night. Yeah, we did the tracer. The tracer. Yes, Mark helped us out with that one. Mm-hmm. We snuck off to the to the bathroom, <laughs> to the shower block, and we laid out the tracer mm-hmm. and uh, gave it a run. And we actually got some hits on it too. We'll, we'll talk more about that <laughs> later in the show. Are you, are you on your brandy flask? <laughs> I yeah. know it's a spirit show, Renata, but not that sort of spirit. Uh, oh, I've got a big bottle of um, tea, tea, no, tea with lemon and honey. It's fine. Oh, okay. I have a story of the weekend. Oh, go for it. Yes, I have a story of the week. Um, this is my fourth attempt at a story of the week because I picked three others and then I went through them and I went, oh, it's such rubbish. <laughs> I can't even read it. I can't. <laughs> I can't read it. I cannot read it. Um, yes, so just... Think of the trauma we go through every Sunday to bring you these stories. This one actually comes from Texas. 
and there was an unfortunate mass shooting again in Texas today. Sorry about that. Um, uh, yeah, those guns are fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. keep carrying them. Yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> so this is about the Baker Hotel and Spa, which lies just outside of Mineral Wells in Texas. Having opened in 1929, it went through many iterations before closing its doors in 1972. But now there are plans to restore the building. Across the United States, there lie a myriad of abandoned and haunted locations, from tuberculosis sanatoriums to former hotels and hospitals. 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 Many of these places remain home to some residents not quite yet ready to move on. Oh, have they left some of the um, old people in there, have they? No, they, they've gone beyond the veil, these people. Oh, right, okay. Yes, there is there is only a, a slither of them there. One such location is a former hotel in Mineral Wells, Texas, which is now undergoing renovations in the hope to reopen. However, during its time lying empty, many paranormal investigators visited and had some shocking experiences. The main attraction which drew people to the hotel, including the likes of Bonnie and Clyde, the Three Stooges and Judy Garland, was what was believed to be a magical health secret lying underground. The area is home to mineral-rich water, which was dubbed crazy water after a woman apparently cured her mental illness by consuming it regularly. Right. Wow. So did the lady self-diagnose herself as being cured? Uh, I don't know. People in the 1800s would travel from across the country to experience the healing powers of the water. They believed it could cure anything from dementia to physical illnesses. Oh, you better get yourself there, Renata. Quick. No. The Baker Hotel was built in 1926, as mentioned, for a cost of $1.2 million, Wow! opening in 1929. It would have been very That's fancy. A huge amount of money for then. Yes. The 14-floor hotel consisted of 450 rooms, a lavish pool and spa, which was filled with the mineral-rich water which drew people to the area. However, it faced many difficulties, including bankruptcy in 1932 following the stock market crash. The hotel, though, was saved by new owners who kept it alive for several more years. During World War II, it changed hands once again, becoming a military dependence quarters from 1941 to 1944. The space finally reopened as a hotel in 1963, remaining in operation until 1972 and having been closed since then. And I've got a very gorgeous photo of a lovely lady in a one piece and she's looking into the camera and there are children frolicking in the background and I will post this up on the Newcastle Live um, Street Team page because it's very, very pretty. Uh, Today, paranormal investigators and ghost enthusiasts still visit the location 51 miles west of Mineral Wells, encountering some spooky former residents. The hotel is said to be occupied by the spirits of people who were sick and came to the hotel in hopes that the mineral water would help them, but ended up 
dying anyway. <gasps> oh, no. Ooh, ah. People have reported being poked, scratched, bitten, oh. and ghostly smells associated with the spirits <laughs> lingering where they are often encountered. I had ghostly smells last night, too. Mm. It wasn't good. That could have been the minerals, though, this year. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. One of the most famous resident ghosts is T.D. Baker himself, who built the hotel along with his mistress. He's believed to haunt the Baker Suite, found on floor 11. He, it's said, he died in his suite and now roams the hallways. Died, died in his suite or died in his sleep? Died in his suite. Oh, okay. And now roams the hallways of the masterpiece he built endlessly. He's believed to be such a strong presence that tour guides offering ghost walks will, in fact, always knock on the doors of the Baker Suite before entering in an effort not to anger the ghost of T.D. Baker. One of the most peculiar hauntings is not apparitions seen in the corner of someone's eye or a disembodied voice, but a scent. Witnesses have said the entire 11th floor smells like cigar smoke, with T.D. Baker having enjoyed smoking cigars in his life, leading many to think the smell is associated with him. Along with Baker, it is said his mistress still roams the hotel where she was kept by Baker on the seventh floor. The story is that she jumped from the window of the seventh floor, falling to her death. So when you say kept... Yeah, that's a bad word, isn't it? And she had to jump from a window. Mm. That sounds more like she was um, imprisoned. Yeah. Some say she jumped because the affair simply became too much for her, though the true reason is still unknown. Along with the smell of cigar smoke, countless witnesses have reported smelling a lavender perfume. Uh-oh, we all know what that means, everybody. I know. She and I mean, get to the bath often. He, he could have kept her hidden away because he was in the hotel all the time mm. and he didn't want other guests or people to know. He did keep her secretly locked up. So maybe they had come to that... Conclusion that that was the best way to lead the affair. I don't know. An apparition of her has also been spotted with red hair, piercing green eyes and the unmistakable lavender perfume. People are sure they've seen the mistress. A maid of the hotel even found broken glass scattered across a room on the seventh floor, stained with the same shade of red lipstick that the mistress's ghost had been seen wearing. But she doesn't confine herself to the seventh floor or to just sights and scents. People have apparently heard the mistress roaming the different floors in her high heels and have even reported she will poke and touch male guests she takes a shine to. Owner Katie Estes... Interesting oh. name. Told the Texas oh, Bucket... Oh, Estes Method, yes, of course. Yeah. Told the Texas Bucket List, which is a Facebook site, uh, of the ghost that... It's their world. I'm just living in it. She said some spirits will do things that are harmful because they're seeking attention. They need help and you're not paying attention to them. And that's the only way they can get our attention by throwing things and scratching and biting. Yeah. And then that's what makes you say, hey, what's going on? Hey, you just bit me. What's going on? And you stop in your tracks and you try and communicate. What can I do to help you? A lot of people don't actually do that. No, that's that's quite refreshing. Mm. Um, Then there are some that are just angry that they've suffered a traumatic life. They're trapped. They're angry. They're in misery. They don't want to be there or they don't want you in their home. They don't like you. They want you to get out of their space. It's not just former residents and their lovers who are said to haunt the hotel. One of the most gruesome stories associated with the property is that of a young bellhop. 
The story goes that he was in an elevator accident in the 1950s, which saw him chopped in half. No! People have seen his apparition, but only the top half of his body. Oh, no, the poor thing. Which half did he get? The top half? Yes. Well, that's going to be um, rather um, uneventful the rest rest of his life. Mm. There are historical records which have confirmed the death of the elevator boy, matching descriptions of the legless ghost seen haunting the hotel. Oh, poor darling. Another resident spirit is that of a young boy and his dog. It's believed he died around 1933 from leukaemia, having sought treatment from the Mineral Springs. Local mediums have said he's one of the few spirits who communicates with them from for help, and that most of the spirits who haunt the hotel do not. In fact, they don't want to be helped at all. Now, with renovation work underway, maybe some of the spirits will move on and be at peace. Or, who knows, maybe it will just agitate them more. Mm, So that story actually comes from last month. So this is all going on right now. Wow. It's really refreshing to see someone, um, instead of assuming that it's demonic because they're being scratched and and hurt, instead of going, hey, what's up? Can I help you? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've sort of always said that, that they might be trying to get your attention and they've they accidentally scratch you mm-hmm. uh, or it's the only way they can get your attention because they, you haven't noticed everything else they're doing. That's true. So, um, yeah, that's I really like this person. Mm, that was a good story. It was. Oh, it reminds me, um, uh, Sean from Ghost Stop has moved his store from Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, up somewhere, up more of the Wild West way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to go and visit him, but he'd gone and moved the shop because we're going to New Orleans. And I thought, well, that's just a hop, skip and a jump over to where he is. Mm-hmm. And we could have visited the store and had a lovely time. And no, nope, he's moved. But he's Co- didn't you say he's Colorado or somewhere? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not down in the <coughs> swamp area anymore. And it's this like eight story building from... The nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Oh. oh, yes. So I think it may be haunted, and I've got a feeling there's going to be workshops and uh, investigations in there. Wow, that would be so cool. That Imagine the access to the equipment. All right, so I think I've just accidentally knocked the cable and lost the live feed for the people on the interwebs. I'll get them back in a second, but we're going to head off to a song. So uh, stay with us, girls. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Oh, well, that was a bit of an exciting head off to the the song break there as I left microphones on and we cut the camera on the YouTube and everything <laughs> just went wee and we didn't even say the F word. No. No, we didn't. And I bet you don't have your thing ready because you're supposed to be reading it now. It's your story. Oh, my God. Excuse me, it is right here oh, to my right. <laughs> You've got it. You normally have it sitting in front of you. That's just, I'm just. Oh, gee, she's picky, isn't she? <laughs> she's just so excited for me to do the ABC <laughs> of paranormal. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, ABC of superstition, oh. sorry. Are we, de- are we there yet? Are we there Almost. yet? Almost. Oh. <laughs> do you know what we're up to today? Is it Z? Is it Z? Z. It is Z or Z, depending on whether you're from America or England. England, 
Zealand for our American people, it is Z. And uh, for <coughs> the Aussies and the English, it is Z. So, you know, you all thought I was going to have trouble finding something for Z, didn't you? Mm, God. No. God help us. All right. I've come up with a plethora, I, plethora of stuff for I'm you. I'm just so glad it's done today. Oh, it's finished. Next week I start on the next <laughs> lot. We're going to go to mystical, mythical creatures. Oh, and we start off with the alicorn. I'm already all over it. I've got my stories printed up, ready to go. So I thought we might do zebra. Zebra? Zebra. Of course. Of course you did. Who would think there was superstitions associated with the old striped pony? Not me. No? Well, no. I'm here to enlighten you. Oh, that is wait. my role in life. <laughs> All right. Now. I'm ready. To see a wild zebra means that you are spiritually safe from harm. It is believed in Africa that if a zebra licks your hand... It is a sign that you are supposed to let go of fear. A zebra licking your hands. Mm. Where on earth would you be that there was a, one of them licking your hands? In Africa. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's rocket science right there. <laughs> um, it could be at the zoo. You don't know. Could All right. Be. So it could also mean that somebody close is holding on to bad memories in their life. So if you get your hands licked by a zebra as you're walking down the street, you know you've got to let go of some stuff. Wow. Now, there, uh, this is really random, but I'm just going to tell you, did you know that there are three types of zebras called mountain zebras, plain zebras? And do you know what the last one is? It's really obvious. Pretty zebras? No, gravy zebras. G- gravy? I know, right? No, I've that's, that's no. wrong. That's well, wrong. I I'm sorry. I got it off Google. It's got to be right. There's no such thing as a gravy zebra. All right, quickly type it into your interwebs and see if you can find gravy, gravy zebra. Right, now, the stripes good. that run across their bodies make them unique. It's like a fingerprint. They're, all their, their stripes are different. Black and white of the, the zebra... Pro- <laughs> words. Black and white of the zebra portrays that good and bad luck in life. It's a balance. It's a yin-yang thing that's happening. If one dreams of the said zebra, according to African traditions, it is a sign that one is facing situations that are difficult to control. It's not gravy. Well, that's what it says here. It's not... It says G-R-A-V-Y. What else could that it's be? It's G-R-E with a thingy on the top, V-Y. No, that's not what they've got. They've got gravies here. I think this one's obviously correct because it would be, yeah, gravy, of course. <laughs> in old rituals, a zebra is often followed in Africa to find water. Well, I don't think that's a ritual. I think that's common sense. I think if you were lost in the desert and you spotted a zebra, that um, they would be heading to water and they've got better sense at finding it. I think that's just, yeah, good common sense. It's also common to meditate on the zebra to try and discover food sources. What? This is a great article. Glad I found it. (laughs) (laughs) To see a zebra that has more stripes on the front legs than those of the back legs is an omen of a new baby. Oh, obviously. And it could actually mean that it's twin boys. Oh. It is believed that... What rubbish is this? (laughs) 
I told you I found it on Google. It's got to be right. It's not even chat GBT. Maybe I should have. Oh, actually, I did. I'll, I'll get to that in a second because I've got so much information to share with you. I'm just beside myself. Uh, so it believed in Africa. If one woke up in the morning and found two zebras in their compound, it is a clear sign that illness is coming and that illness could actually last over a span of two harvest seasons. That's two years, isn't it? or at least 14 months, 15 months. As a result, to prevent this from happening, the zebras need to be chased away using burning fire sticks. Oh, just have them handy, ready to go. To see one solitary zebra is a sign of good luck and blessings. If the zebra is running, it means that ample harvest during the season will be blessed upon you. So if you go on a safari in Africa and you see a wild zebra, just remember all of that because it could be the difference between life and death. You don't look happy, Renata. No, I want this to be over. But I did think that I might use ChatGPT, oh, no. the artificial intelligence, to help me find more stories on the little critters. Yes. Um, it said zebras are not typically associated with superstitions in most cultures, at least not to the extent that animal other animals are. And I thought, well, you obviously didn't see the article I saw. <laughs> obviously not. Because there's lots. But they did give me some other examples of stripy things that uh, have uh, superstitions associated with it. In some cultures, it's believed that wearing striped clothing can bring bad luck as the stripes may represent prison bars. Yes. There you go. I agree with that. Some people believe that crossing paths with a black and white striped cat can bring bad luck, while others believe it brings good luck. So which one do you want to believe in? <coughs> and a black and white striped cat. That's unusual. It is. I haven't seen a black and white striped cat. Um, I think my my cat might come close to it. If you look at his belly, he's got white and dark grey stripes. See, there's the, the grey V. <laughs> Sorry. Stop it. Stop it. Just, just finish this. Uh, um, all right. In some African cultures, certain striped animals, such as zebras and tigers, <coughs> oh, my asthma's going again, are believed to have protective powers and associated with strength and courage. In certain regions, it's believed that regions, it is believed that encountering a striped snake is a sign of impending danger that the bloody thing's going to bite you. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I thought, maybe, maybe there just might be more superstitions associated with other Z things. So I found zoos. There are superstitions associated with zoos. Right. Okay. It's considered bad luck to visit a zoo on a rainy day. Okay. Yeah, because none of the animals will be out. Yeah, they'll all be hiding. Yeah. Some people believe that if an animal in a zoo approaches the fence or the glass near you, it's a sign of good luck. Have you seen some of those ones where they've got the glass enclosures and there's tigers and they put the little kids up against the glass and the tiger... It starts to lick it. Yeah, well, it, it, no, it, it sort of walks up and down the perimeter, getting ready to pounce on the child. It's really quite scary. Um, it is considered <coughs> unlucky to make direct eye, direct eye contact with certain animals such as monkeys or snakes. As if I'm going to go and look a snake in the eye. <laughs> 
If you dream about animals in the zoo, it can be a sign that you are feeling trapped or confined in some aspect of your life. I, yeah, I think that would make sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renata's going on to do Candy Crush now. She's <laughs> lost total interest. I'm sure the people who are listening are loving my stories <laughs> to do with Zed and superstitions. Uh, it is considered good luck to make a wish when you see a butterfly or other beautiful oh, creature stop, in the zoo. Stop it. Some people believe that visiting a zoo on New Year's Day can bring good luck for the rest of the oh. year. It's considered unlucky to see an empty enclosure in a zoo. Well, it's unlucky for the poor bloody animal that used to be in there. That's for sure. Oh, as it may signify the animal has died or escaped. Now, did you know I found more? You thought it was over. I did. I've got more for you, Renata. Right. Because we've got another word that might be superstitious. Uh-huh. That starts with Z. Do you know what it might be? Come on, think hard. But not silently because that's it's radio. <laughs> oh, I'll fill in for you. Obviously, some people got more sleep than others last night, and that was you. Um, Zero. Oh, zero. Zero. Zero interest, right? Yes. You nailed it, didn't you? (laughs) In some cultures, the number zero, well, it's not a number. It's nothing. It's considered unlucky (laughs) because it represents nothingness or emptiness. It is believed that writing the number zero on a piece of paper and then crossing it out can bring bad luck as it represents the cancellation of something important. Well, that's, I think, in isn't it in France or something? They actually write the zero with the, the, the line through it? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. In a lot of European countries, yeah, they used to well, do Well, you're all up. Creek, aren't you? Um, in some tradition, oh, look at poor Ukraine. There you go. It just proves that somebody put a zero with a cross through it. That's it. <sighs> no, she, um, apparently Some, I crossed the line stop. there. <laughs> someone stop it, In some traditions, it's believed that starting a project or a venture on a day that has a zero in it, such as 10, the 10th or the 20th of the month, it is unlucky. Some people believe that if you see the number zero repeatedly, it is a sign that you are stuck in a negative situation and need to make changes in your life. There's people taking notes about this right now uh, I because imagine. I could change people's lives with this information. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. In some cultures, the, see, I'm still going, the number zero is associated with death or the end of a cycle. It is considered unlucky to receive zero gifts on a special occasion. Well, it's certainly unlucky for my husband. (laughs) If I get zero gifts on a special occasion. Oh, dear. Yeah. Such as a birthday or a holiday. Oh, you get presents on holidays. Oh, Renata. Yeah. You have to give me presents when we go away. Uh, As it can signify that you are not valued or appreciated by others. We get lots of presents from our beautiful we supporters. Do. God, we do. We'd be nothing without oh. all of our people who are listening right now. So we thank all of you because you are keeping us away from that zero. We appreciate it. Uh, right. In numerology, the number zero is sometimes interpreted as representing infinite potential or the void, depending on how you feel. I think I finished. Oh. So that wraps up the ABC of superstitions. 
please text in and let me know if you have enjoyed that on 0490-84-8886 because Grumpy Bum over there <laughs> hasn't liked all of my hard work and efforts to warn you all about the, the superstitions associated with everything in the alphabet. You know, I could actually do another whole cycle of alphabet <laughs> on the ABC's <laughs> superstitions. Please don't. Please. All right. Please. I'm going to have words with her. We're going to go to a song. We'll be back after this. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. Oh, and don't we love some good paranormal questions? This is the segment where you guys ask your questions that you may have about the paranormal by texting it through to 4 triple eight six if you are texting from uh, internationally from outside of australia that would be plus six one and then you drop that first zero so it's four nine zero eight four triple eight six now renata do we have any messages uh well firstly just want to thank shane who is a listener for sending in a bazillion songs for our song list so we might actually do two weeks worth of songs oh, out of this shane fabulous because it's huge huge now fabulous. We, we have our song selections tonight are from Cousin Steve. Cousin Steve. Yes, he has sent them through. So I don't know what that blue oyster cult the Reaper was, but there you go. He has picked some very interesting ones. Let me tell you, there is one coming up later that I hold no responsibility for. What else? Who got the first award tonight, by the way? Um, the first award actually is from, let me just check. I think it's our beautiful Zena. Let me just have a little look so here. So do we even go back to anything after last Sunday? Uh, we actually had um, a, a message come through um, on Thursday, which I'm going to read out. Mm-hmm. Um but it actually looks like Lee. Lee oh. is the first one for tonight. Congratulations, Lee. Hello. Um, and she's got a question. She says, hi, ladies, I have a question for Spooky Sunday. Can a spirit choose to come and go or do they need to be asked? That sounds a little bit like vam- vampire f- uh, folklore, doesn't it? Mm. What do you reckon, Renata? Oh, look, I, we have this kind of discussion often um, and I can only give you what I think is going on and because to me we are dealing with energy um, I'm I'm trying to consider that energy is free to go wherever wherever it wants to be that's kind of what I'm sticking to but that is personally my belief the whole entrapment thing I'm finding really hard to to deal with um, and I know that's written about a lot there have been a lot of books that have been written about you know spirits that are trapped and they need to be released and you know that they can do all of these wonderful things um, maybe that's kind of part of something I still have to consider and learn more about but at the moment I think I think they're free to come and go as they wish yeah, if they don't want to come in, they don't come in. And I mean, on the seance table when we've been working, uh, we'll quite often get the feeling that like you've got someone on the table and 
but they, the living person wants to speak to someone else. And they say, I'd really like to speak to my grandma. So you say to the whoever is the entity on the table, you go, well, could we speak to grandma, please? And I'll slide to yes. And then it goes really quiet on the table for a while. And it's almost like they're going, grandma? Grandma, you're on. They mm. want to talk to you. And and we we will quite often say, they've just gone to get them. Just hang on. They're coming. Mm. But uh, I think uh, if you are holding them in your thoughts, then they are there with you. Because mm-hmm. it's. I think the thought and the memory of them is almost like a shard of them that's still with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think we need to publish that. Can we get a T-shirt? Mm. Another T-shirt. You are shard in my memory. <laughs> So romantic. That sounds, sounds painful. It does, doesn't it? Mm. Sounds more like a, you've got a bit of glass in your foot. So don't know. Um, there are so many books out there and so many people have very, very different views on what all of this is like and we really don't know. So um, I, I always feel and we always talk about being respectful. So uh, we do ask for um, the spirits to come in and communicate with us during a tour. That's why we do our deepening exercise. And uh, we sort of, it's like alerting the spirits and going, hello, we're here, we're ready to communicate. If you would like to join us, now's the time. And then at the end of the evening, we say, thank you very much, but we're all going home now. Um, So we're going to leave you here and uh, we're going to go on our merry way. And you do not have permission to follow us. Mm. We always add that in. Mm. We got anything else there? Um, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hold on. Is it Danielle or Daniela? I better check. We've got so many Danielles. Um, Excuse you. Daniela. Daniela. Our beautiful Daniela. Thanks for another fantastic night at the jail last night. Hope you both have had some rest. Hope you've well, had some rest as well. Yeah, I tell you what, Daniela did a great job last night. She was using the dowsing rods, and I had so many people come up to me at the break and say, can we borrow some dowsing rods? We'd like to give that a go. She, so she's inspired people and uh, they taught them something new that they're, they're very keen to keep learning. So well done, Daniela. Yes, yes, very, very good. And Maxine has jumped on to say hello and that she sold 10 of her books. Oh, Maxine, congratulations. That's awesome. What is the name of your book? Text that through and Mm -hmm. we will let everybody know so they can go and check it out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And we have a a text message that has come through, um, but there's no name attached to this. So I'll just read it as it is. Um, Hi, Anne and Renata. Just found you guys on YouTube. Lovely to meet you. I live on acreage west of Brizzy and seem to have a lot of spiritual activity around. Has always been a feeling around here and feel some naughty, uh, naughty others of and feel that some are naughty and others are nice. Pardon me. I now have three photos that I just can't dispute. Would love to send them to you. Please do. Um, Send them through to Anne at ozparatech.com. Would love, uh, sorry, um, and to you, and know how I can find out more and if there is anything I should do. Now, I do have to warn people, we love to see photos. But people don't always like what we tell them. So um, please send it through. Uh, but be aware that uh, 
we sort of look at things with a very critical eye. Renata has a lot of experience in photography and actually used to work as a professional photographer and a developer of photographs. So we, between us, we are quite aware of um, anomalies or artifacts that can cause things to look like it's a ghost, but it's not, or um, it, or an entity or something. We don't want to say the F word. Do yeah, we? but we'll look at it. Oh, we'd first. love to look yeah, at it. Absolutely. But please, we make more enemies than friends with the the responses that we give with that. Look, I think what we'll do is we'll head off to a song. Um, what's Steve got for us next? Oh, a bit of sure, bit of terror. Uh, we'll be back after a bit of dark lady. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Well, that caught me by surprise. We got a little bit of excitement in that little break, didn't we? As Cousin Steve entered the studio. Hello. Oh, it would help if I turned you on, yeah. huh? No, well, I don't want to turn you on too often. <laughs> well, please keep it, keep it under wraps, but I bought cookies. You did. Well, you did. Can't and I've wait already, to get into those. Oh, that's why I was distracted because I was getting one out and eating it. You got distracted. We need a little bit of a little bit of extra sugar today. Oh, dear. Now, John has sent in a message, but I can't read it. It's just a little bit, a little bit too much. (laughs) A little little too risque? Is he asking about Mrs. Slocum again? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, And uh, someone has also written again just a, um, you've got to sign these things, people, because (laughs) we don't have your name. Um, It's okay, I don't mind. I'm just going to munch coffee into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) And Renata's going to cough. Renata's going to cough her black one. With regard to uh, the A to Z of um, superstitions, they said they think you could write a book about it. There you go. <laughs> Catherine Zena, I'm going to have to have words with you. Oh. Love the A to Z. Knowledge is good. See? You're just a bitter old woman. <laughs> I didn't know what B word was coming out then. That got a bit frightening. <laughs> now, Yindiamara has a question. He says, on a ghosty question, what's your thought on portals? Okay, so uh, there's two style of portals that I have seen referred to in the paranormal field. One is where it is uh, a dimensional um, portal where uh, entities can come and go or creatures can come and go. And the other one is the the device that is used in ghost hunting called the portal. (laughs) And there's a couple of versions of that. So what I'll do, Renata, is I'm going to hand the interdimensional portal to you and I'll do the other portal. And look, this is how we bonded. We bonded over over interdimensional portals going to the... um, Australian uh, parapsychological talk thing that all four of us went to and and we're in Sydney. You had your other partner had pulled out and mm-hmm. so you um <laughs> you <laughs> scraped the bo- scraped the bottom of the barrel and found me. Mm-hmm. And remember he was saying, Oh, there's portals in here and he was getting us to feel the portals and I found the portal. You didn't. Well, I found the portal. <laughs> says me who's got yeah, anyway. Um so do you think there are places in the planet on the Earth where the energy allows that crossover? Maybe. Great. Thanks, Renata. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I haven't 
And look, we've been to places where people have said that there is a portal um, and that spirits come through all the time. We have encountered that over the years with some of the people that have sent through photographs and things to us. Um, And I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Um, Not saying that that's not a real thing. And I do think that there are some areas that are more highly active than others. But whether they are portals, um, don't know. How long has that whole portal thing been around? That's what I always go to. When was this portal thing invented? When I, was it invented? That's what I want to know. I don't know. We'd have to do some research on oh, that. I, I might go ahead and do that. Yeah, Google it. Um, mm. All right. So <laughs> the other type of portal is uh, we have an app called The Portal that we use, which is recorded male, female and children's voices, which have, um, they're just reading a book or reading a paper or something and they've just uh, flipped it so it's backwards and then they've chopped it up uh, so it's random sounds it seems to play on a loop but what we're looking for is something that sounds like normal English oh you've got it there ready to de- want, demonstrate yeah, yeah de- Steve's on the ball he's Look, got it's it like I'm oh you'd think you're on the job. team here we go <laughs> says medicine I'll kill you <laughs> There is, there are certain sounds that it seems to repeat, and we do things like, "Could you tell me your name, please?" Yes, Madison. There you go. <laughs> She's busy. She's a busy girl. So we would do that with uh, somebody on headphones listening to that and calling out the, the what they're hearing, and somebody asking questions with the idea is that the people asking questions aren't leading the people who are listening for the answers uh, for what it should be. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, yeah, we've found it useful. Um, whether it's scientific or not, can't say that, but we've certainly found it interesting. And there is another device where they've got some uh, a spirit box connected to some guitar pedals and a little amplifier, and it's all wrapped up in... Sometimes it's wrapped up in copper coil and crystals all over it. And Say that three times fast. <laughs> copper coils and crystals. Copper coils and crystals. Half paranormal. If you want to see <laughs> in, in complete action, go to half paranormal. There are many. Many fans of half paranormal. So just, no, just that's, um, I didn't say anything no, wrong. It's, it's I said, just, go, and, go and take a look. I'm just half French. That's why I'm laughing that way. <laughs> oh, oh, just oh, oh. Crumbling. Um, yeah, so it is a very fancy looking thing that they've created. And essentially, it is still just a spirit box, but you're paying several hundred dollars more because it's called The Portal and it's wrapped up with. Crystals and copper wire. Crystals I, still, on it. I still want one though. I had one. I, I used to stock them in Oz Paratech, but then when I realised what it was, I got the poos with it and I thought I'm not going to stock that anymore because I feel it's not it's not portraying itself as what it is. I know I'm not meant to make judgment and people can buy it themselves, but I was also paying a hell of a lot of freight to ship yeah, over no, a piece I of know. wood. Yeah, it's good feng shui though, wouldn't it be? There's some crystals amongst your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I just want to read this very quickly. This is from Dave. Um, Dave. Dave the man. Dave, uh, the man. Da- Dave, thank you so much for our gifts. Giving everyone everything rather than no. us. Like Santa Claus. Timu. So, last night's squeegee board session. <laughs> 
caused a Ouija board session, caused <laughs> having uh, my mum open up the old family photos and mention that she has a family photo that she doesn't know who her grandfather is. Would using a pendulum and asking spirit help help to solve the decades old mystery? Ooh. Can it hurt? I suppose is the the question to ask. Mm. Why not? Give it a go. I don't think you're going to get paternity money out of him, but you know, <laughs> might get a name. Yeah, you could. Um, by all means, give it a go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, just my mind is going to all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Um, and and they are? Uh, uh, they're not good enough reasons to not do it. I mean, if you've gone to the Ouija board... You may as well go to the pendulum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's worth having a try and seeing whether it makes sense. But, again, you've got to follow that through and see if you can find some evidence. Um, if you're saying that this is a decades-old mystery, um, you're going to find that it's difficult to actually find anything that um, can give you uh, a connection. Yeah. But, yes, keep digging further, but, yeah, have a go. Absolutely have a go and see see what comes up for so you. So we always say in the paranormal field, give it a crack because none of us really have the answers yet. And if they people do tell you they've got the definitive answer, they've got an ego problem. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, Lisa's got a question for us. She says, how do you determine if someone is manipulating a table or Ouija session? Is this something you've noticed before? Oh, yes, Lisa, we have many well, a we time. Have, we have noticed it, yes, actually. we have. And you should say that. Um, many times, over many, many years. And um, it's, it, it's one of those difficult things because, you know, when we talk about um, a feeling or sensing, and I remember I used to say this a long time ago, that spirit would put their hands like onto my hands that's what it sort of felt like um we try we try very very hard to keep our hands as as still as possible so that and as light as possible and uh yesterday i had a really good opportunity on was it yesterday yesterday when i was doing um a table tipping session yeah at the residence where i actually pulled away for a moment because i was looking at something on my mobile phone i was trying to bring up a song. Should playing Candy Crush. No, I was trying to bring up a song and the the table still kept going without me there oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And and the, the people at the table were going, oh, it's still moving. And, and they were shocked. Yeah. It's like, I'm just here to just make sure everything's going okay. You get it's, the connection. Yeah, it's still, it's still moving. Yeah. But to them, it was that moment where it went, oh, it's just not her doing it because she's yeah. here. And we used to do that in the seance parlour a lot where we would try to uh, get our hands off the table as quick as we could and let it let the people who were there in the seance work the the, yeah. the thing and they'd all be, you could see them going, oh, okay, they're not doing this. Yeah, yeah. How is this happening? Yeah. Um, but a good way, like if somebody, if you think somebody's moving the planchette, um, you can be a little bit sneaky and you can just put a bit of pressure, downward pressure on the, the thing and you'll, you'll pretty quickly see if somebody goes, oops, and their finger slides off the planchette because you're holding it in place. Mm. You'll feel it pull. 
Another way to do table tipping uh, to see if people are manipulating the table is to put a tablecloth on it and then try doing table tipping that way because if they're trying to manipulate it, their um, fingers will push and bunch up the tablecloth. Yeah, and also um, if someone seems to be leading a session, then the tipping uh, or the movement is always seems to be coming from one direction. Mm -hmm. It's not multidirectional. You're not hearing the noises around the table. Um, You're kind of just just coming from one particular source. And again, um, lights are really important to you to have a a light or two where you can actually sort of just see um, what's going on a little bit, Mm -hmm. even some red light or something. Um, So all of those things might be able to help, Lisa. All right. Well, we're going to head off to the top of the hour break. We will be back after a couple of songs. So Get ready for the second half of the show where it gets a little bit darker and maybe a little bit naughtier with us. Back soon. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata and Cousin Stoy. Hi. Hello, Stoy. I'm in the house. As, as Anne blows her nose. Blow my nose. I'm getting ready to sneeze. Oh, it oh. sounds like ectoplasm. No, my son backed out of the house very slowly this morning. <laughs> He's so like, I was a sneeze, a sneeze, a sneeze, and I realised I'd been eating a biscuit and one of the parts of the sneeze. <laughs> oh, <was>. no. <laughs> yep. oh. Don't sneeze while you're eating the cookie. Right, so we are <laughs> up to great. the fabulous Cousin Stoy. Creepy Corner. Yes. What have you got for us tonight? Well, welcome back to the Creepy Corner Sunday Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to dig oh, the like dirt it. on everything paranormal mm-hmm. in the pop culture world. Mm-hmm. And I thought we have been doing a lot of stuff with Newcastle Ghost Tours and Frightfully Good that is based in immersion lately. And, you know, really putting people into the situation where they have to experience things that, uh, you know, out of their comfort zone, we had this conversation with one of the girls that came and did the um, residence last night. She wanted to know why she had to put on her blindfold. Her oh. blindfold. Why do I have to put it on? Oh. And I was explaining that, you know, we're, we're kind of playing with primal primal things here. We're taking away your vision. We're taking away your hearing to he, try he, and... He improvised very well. Mm-hmm. To try and, you know, accentuate the, the, the yeah. senses, other senses. Mm-hmm. So there is a very, very interesting immersion event happening at the Powerhouse Museum at the moment. Ooh. Yes, there's two. We're going to talk about both of them. Now, this is by Darkfield Productions. In two very unassuming crates Mm -hmm. out the front of the Powerhouse Museum, there are two immersion experiments going on. The first of which is called Seance. Oh, oh, that's been around before. Yes, yes. I wanted to do this. So it is. It has come from America and the UK, and uh-huh. now it is Australia. It's a fully Australian production. They've redone everything. Oh. To oh. shipping so container. Big shipping, huge shipping containers. Yeah. Yeah, big white shipping containers, and it has just Seance on the side of it. Now, um... If you are not good in the dark, this is not the thing for you, apparently. Right. So it's the layout's very, very simple. It is two little benches down the middle. You've got a velvet, um, like velvet seats and a table mm-hmm. and headphones. Yes. Mm-hmm. So completely dark? 
And then you put your headphones on and you are completely submerged into darkness. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We'd be in our happy place. Oh, no, I don't know. I'd be place. terrified. I wouldn't. So it is a cutting edge audio experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huge clarity. Um, a lot of people are saying that they forget they're even wearing headphones. That's how uh-huh. intense it is. Um, you have a <coughs> seance. Someone is leading a seance, essentially. Uh-huh. And the voice travels around you. Uh-huh. Footsteps travel around you as, uh-huh. as if they're walking around the table. You will hear interactions of a ghostly kind. Uh-huh. Knocking. Breezes, etc., etc. Without spoiling too much, sounds like one of our seances, Renata. It will involve everyone in the room mm-hmm. in the situation. So, um, yeah, it has been reformatted for the Australian audience. Mm-hmm. So it's not Americanized. It's not British. It is. Australian. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this is your Uncle Bob here. <laughs> so, the spirit summoning is said to become <coughs> quite isolating. It, it, even though you are surrounded by people on either side, people are saying that you forget that there is anyone next to you mm-hmm. until somebody grabs your arm <laughs> out of fright. So, whether or not you contact the spirit and if you emerge successfully from the seance and what repercussions they have is totally up to that experience at that time, very much like a real seance. Mm, very interesting. So it's, yeah, that's sitting out the front of the powerhouse at the moment. But there is also, oh, it's only 20 minutes. So it's a nice okay. little, yeah, nice yep. little short thing. Uh, but some people are saying that they are being rocked to the core mm-hmm. by what happens. So mm-hmm. I, we do see that as well. We see that people go, ah, I didn't feel anything. You do see some people go, mm-hmm. I've seen the face of God. The second one I think I would be tapping out on. Oh, oh it's okay. called flight. Oh, oh no! Yeah. If it's vomit. anything to do with free fall- falling, I would be. It's out. called flight. It is also set in a shipping container, but the insides of the shipping ca- container have been salvaged from a plain graveyard oh. in the middle. Of the desert. You know the one we saw yeah, 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 during yeah, COVID yeah, where yeah. all the snakes got up in Qantas's business and they're like, got a bag of tyre. <laughs> so they're oh, actually... Sorry, we're watching yeah, that video. Remember? Yeah. Remember? <laughs> so sit- you actually have allocated seats. You get a boarding pass. You, you go to your allocated seats and everything plays out in front of you on oh, the screen. Oh, no. Is it like a, here, you know, doing a crash or something? So there's... Uh, tray tables, clinking glasses, fasten seatbelt signs, perky air hostesses making announcements. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this article says, if you wanted any indication of the gloom and doom encompassing the affair, the crew informed us that the whole set was retrieved from the airplane graveyard. Um, the armrests were quite well worn from being gripped. Oh. Now, this one is 27 minutes long. Oh, seven more minutes we just can't do. The immersive element. <laughs> no, well, the immersive element doesn't take, doesn't happen until the flight takes <laughs> off. Oh, thanks for that, Renata. So if you're not <laughs> you, one of the ones... you button. You can turn your volume off. <laughs> yeah, there, no, you right. know? <laughs> if you're not one of the ones that likes a takeoff... I don't know if this is for you. I love a takeoff. Oh, yeah, I'm, take I'm okay off. with the takeoff. The issue, is, the issue with flight is whether you land or not. Oh. oh. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh. oh. 
Out, so, yes, this is out the front of the Powerhouse Museum now in two 40-foot shipping containers. They are running now, so they're right in the middle of it now, till the 28th of May. So if you are in the Sydney oh. area and you want to try something a little bit different, a little bit funky... Can we do it on the way to the airport next Wednesday? No. <laughs> I wouldn't do no. the plane no, no, one. No, no, no. <laughs> I definitely no. wouldn't. Do, with, the, with the flying that you have to do, I definitely... Stupid thing to say. No, the seance. Seance is only 20 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, shake it all that you're done. But I think it's very interesting that we've gone from all of these. Renata and I were having this conversation about, you know, paranormal activity movies and all like, oh, everything, I've got to see it. But now it's kind of going back to. I have to experience it. Yes. I have to feel it. I want. Yeah. I want the feeling. Yes, but they wanted it also in a safe environment a safe where it's controlled. Mm-hmm. But this is that's a very interesting way of doing it. Like yeah. imagine if someone freaked out in that container. Yeah. What are you going to do? Stop the show. Stop the show. But what if your What if your old love sit next to the person that's freaking out? You just hope no one has a heart attack. No one has like a psychotic break or something in there. Put your hand over their mouth and pinch their nose until they faint or something. (laughs) Put them in the the old choke hole. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Put them in the sleep hole until they pee their pants and pass out. Been watching too many movies. No, I, I saw that happen at, um, what, at, at a hunter establishment. Actually. Oh well, you've got um, Lisa said you've got her curious. She is heading over to check it out. There you go. Oh, it's definitely so. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, I'm going to talk about another immersive experience next week. That's oh, a awesome. bit more theatrical, mm. oh. shall we say? But yeah, there's, as I said to you guys last week, there's so much going on in the paranormal and pop culture at the moment that it's a really interesting time because. We're consuming this media in different ways, whether mm-hmm. it be music, TV shows, theatre, t- like mm-hmm. all this kind of thing. We mm-hmm. all want the creepy, and obviously because you're listening to Spooky Sundays. Mm-hmm. They're our people. They're our people. Now, talking about creepy, this next song, what what possessed you? I'm just not going to say anything. Is I'm going to throw to it. No, we're not going to say what it is. <laughs> I'll explain myself I, after. I have yeah, you no need idea. To. You better. You better. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm... I'm We'll, we'll be even back it. after this song shaking our heads. Yes. Yep. Okay, here we go. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Okay, there's only one question on everyone's lips. Yes. Why? Okay, here's the story. So I, when I was a child, my grandmother decided to take me to Queensland. We just went on a bit of a road trip. And this was the day before... Um, CD players were standard in cars. So we went on the road trip to Queensland with two cassette tapes for the whole ride. And that's like oh. a 12-hour drive back yeah. then. It was a big drive. Yeah, it was a big drive. And Tell Laura I Love Her was one of the songs. Oh. And I was like, thinking about songs that are based about death and ghosts in the other world, that's one of the songs. He dies in a car accident and he's trying to tell his lost love that he loves her. Oh, so Come on. That's our bread and butter. So we love a love lost, you know. Yes, we do. Gorris. All right, well, I'm going to make this very, very quick. Um, I've got about four pages here. I'm not going to get through it, but the, the you gist can summarize. of the story Maybe is... Maybe if you don't repeat it three times. Oh, oh, tired. Oh, oh. The gist of this story is that um, you... This is from the that Haunted Dolls, the Nasty Toys book that um, I was reading about. We were trying to buy. Yeah, and... Um, yes. And... Uh, 
kind of the last story in the book is all about the the dolls and things that you find on Etsy and to just be aware of what you are actually buying or buying into when you buy <laughs> one of these haunted, Sorry, when you buy one of these of haunted items yeah and um, this particular article um, or part of the book says that uh, in August 2013 there was were multiple bidders, bidders for an eBay doll described as nasty perverse possessed doll and it sold for uh, $1,526. Oh, cool. Blimey. Mm. And then um, more recently, there was a doll named Valora who went for 285 Ooh. And it was described that this doll contained the spirit of a powerful but good witch who grants wishes, brings blessings, heals pets, and is good with kids. <laughs> I love how they've got and good with kids at the end. She doesn't bite them at all. Remember when you were reading out those Oh, the uh, paranormal trash and treasure. Yeah. I haven't done that for a long time. Now, when that particular book was being written, there were 188 haunted dolls listed on eBay, and the vast majority of them were priced less than $100. Now, there is a lady called Nancy... Oyola, Oyola, O-Y-O-L-A, who runs Nancy's Haunted Doll Shop. Please go and have a look. Mm-hmm. And she says that her psychic grandmother left her more than 300 haunted dolls when she died. And Nancy has been selling them online for several years and has amassed a loyal customer following. Now, if you look at how many dolls she sold, she has sold up till now. It's over 2,000. Yeah, yes. Old dolls. Grandma gave generously, didn't she? But she says to begin with that she was only left with 188. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sorry, 300, 300. So, Only 300. Um, so I wonder where the other dolls have come from. But, you know, let's not question that. They are ported. Let's not question that. Uh, judging from the abundance of positive reviews on her site, it seems that buyers are indeed receiving more than just a physical doll and are quite happy about it. Um, one person wrote, the doll has a very strong energy from the moment I took her out of the box. He started sparkling to let me know his spirit is very much present and active. I suspect oh, that... They, sorry, my eyes are rolling into the back I of my head. I suspect he may have to tried sparkle. to read some of the books on which he was seated yesterday because oh. they all mysteriously toppled down on the floor with him sitting next to them. What a character. The eyes do follow everywhere and I almost feel like there is a real person here. I felt her positive energy right away. I'm sure she will be treasured as a member of my spirit doll family. I'm just looking at the dolls. They're all um, priced between $320 and $500. Jesus Christ. And there's so many of them. Yes, yes. Seth the Evil, Baby Petunia, Sahara the something, Apollonia. So there's no Margaret. (laughs) <laughs> Wayne Wayne the woeful Duke Joyce Madison the moderately annoying doll Jay Lloyd She hides your keys and stuff <laughs> Sister oh. Elsie she takes, the, she takes the remote control when you're in bed I like Francois Francois is a little oh, baby face He's got, he's got a little, little moustache He looks like Remember those um, Little red barrage Remember those toys in the 80s The glowworms Oh, yes. That's what he looks like. <laughs> oh, yes. Francois yes. looks like a reconstituted glowworm. Yeah. Or, or part of a cabbage oui, patch. Oui. Cabbage, oh. patch, cabbage patch doll that grew up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, she does have good ratings. Yes. yes. They must be able. We looked at, like, those rings that were coming off Etsy, we're looking at them and going, they look like the rings that we used to... Uh, 
um, readout for Trash and Treasure that had gin or grant you wishes or yes. uh, uh, sex evil, de- de- evil yeah. demon trapped inside. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Don't look directly in my eyes. Yes. <laughs> um, and Renata's going, oh, we should put some up. We're just for a joke and see if they sell. I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just, I, I can't. It's even if you put down the bottom of it, purely entertainment purposes. No one's reading that. Nobody's reading it, but they need to. Mm. Can I just read you about one? Oh, okay. Baby, Bibi. Bibi. Bibi is a beautiful redhead doll from the mid-1970s. A few years ago, she became a part of the family of 25 haunted dolls um, of collector Janice Poole who purchased her off eBay. Janice, a paranormal investigator as well as doll collector, admitted that her Southern California home was perfectly normal until the dolls moved in. Darling, you opened the door to those dolls. They didn't move in. Then all sorts of strange (laughs) phenomena started happening. But of all her dolls, said Janice, Bebe is the most haunted of all. As soon as Janice brought Bebe into her house, (laughs) the atmosphere changed and the strange activity intensified. I think she's got it wrong. I think it's Bebe the Bebe. (laughs) Janice increasingly felt like she was being watched. Doors would slam on their own. Windows would fuse shut. Giggling could be heard coming from empty rooms, and objects like keys would be displaced. One night, Janice felt something run past her feet, but couldn't see what it was. She decided at that point to have her house blessed. The blessing calmed things down for a while, but then, after a couple of months, the disturbances resumed in full force. One night, Janice heard a thumping sound coming from the attic. When she went up to investigate, she fell into a dreamlike state and had a vision of a tall man entering a room and whispering angrily, to someone inside. The screaming of a little girl was held, heard next, followed by an abrupt silence. The vision cut to inside the room where the lifeless body of the girl was shown lying on the floor, a red-haired dog clutched in her hand. At that point, Janice suddenly woke up and was terrified to see something race past her out of the corner of her eye. When she turned her head, she saw Bebe, the same doll. <laughs> That was in her dream. Janice is now convinced that her dream told the story of the little girl's murder <coughs> and that the child herself taunts the doll, Bebe. She is determined with the doll's help to find out what really happened and perhaps bring peace to a very troubled soul. Oh, my darling Janice, just leave that well enough alone. Don't touch alone. it. Don't leave Bebe alone. <laughs> Bebe alone. Nobody puts Bebe in the corner. So there you go. All right, Be now, careful what you purchase. We have a message here for Steve. Yes. I loved the song choice, Cousin Steve. There you go. Now, how about a little white dove if you're feeling macabre? <sighs> Love you long time, the Irish correspondent. <gasps> Hello, babes. All the way from Ireland. Miss I did like yeah. it. <laughs> We're going to go to a brief interlude. And just, you know, calm ourselves from Bebet because I oh, feel before her we go, Before we go, I forgot, I've got to give a shout out to Hide and Seek Paranormal from Melbourne. Yes, hello, Hide the, and the Seek The researchers, yeah. Yes. Thank you for reaching out and saying hello. All right, here we go. We're going to a song. See you soon. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. And we are here to now head to Anne's story. Mm. What have you got to present, Anne? Well, um, first off, I just want to quickly say that Shane texted in to say it's snowing in Bargo at the moment. Yes. Oh, it's Polar a bit chilly blast. out there. Polar just a little bit chilly. All right. My story tonight is about a taxi driver <gasps> to a UFO cult leader. 
As you do. Not Jodie Foster's taxi driver because that wasn't pleasant. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh. Was it a movie, is it? Yes. I thought you meant it was Jodie Foster's taxi <laughs> driver who took <laughs> her to the airport or something. infamous movie. Oh, okay, obviously. Never I, mind. I'm not real good on the pop any culture fi- stuff, any film, any film, but she was a child. <laughs> That's a while ago. <laughs> well, this is why we've got you in to cover that oh, stuff, try. because we've got a gap in our knowledge there. Yeah. The <laughs> Mind the gap. But look, as we know, there's, there's lots of really weird cults and religions and things out there, and there's all reports of strange entities and aliens and UFOs, you know, just turn to any British tabloid and you'll find them in there. I know, um, alien. Yeah, so there's some organisations that have sort of gathered these people together and they're all a little bit odd and some of them are just quite dangerous as well. But it's people's belief systems and they sort of find their people amongst all these weird and wonderful things. <laughs> I have to be very careful what I say. But this particular <laughs> one is about just a very ordinary man who was born in 1919 in Wellington, Shrop- Shropshire, Shropshire, in England. And his name was George King. What a, just a nice, simple name. Uh, he didn't have anything unusual in his childhood. He didn't seem to have anything that was distinctive, but he ended up becoming the founder of a famous UFO cult religion or whatever you want to call it. So <laughs> he he grew up in a very deeply religious Protestant family and he himself was Protestant well into his adulthood, <clears throat> just like Renato and I were Catholics. And yeah, anyway, won't go there. Yeah. At some point, uh, he started to be Oh, it sounds like our story. Became drawn to the occult, <sighs> spiritual healing. Oh, oh wow. probably did yoga too, um, <laughs> and other sort of theo- theosophically based metaphysical practices. Put the dentures back. <laughs> Um, So, like us, he became fully immersed in the world of the weird stuff. In uh, 1954, he was just working as a normal taxi driver in London. But as he was driving along, living his mundane life as an unassuming man, he suddenly was hit whilst driving, which could have been quite scary, (laughs) with a telepathic communication from an extraterrestrial intelligence named Master Athena. From the planet Venus, which allegedly said to him, prepare yourself. You are about to become the voice of interplanetary parliament. And there was silence. <laughs> there was. I was going to say. I'm collecting my thoughts. Is he your Venus? Is he your fire? <laughs> yeah. So, they, they sing it quite differently in Bali because they don't pronounce the V. Vin- Edith. Edith. No. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to breakfast one morning and, and I heard them, um, the, them practicing. I've, I've, I've stopped and I've gone, what are they singing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Squirrel. good old George was having regular telepathic communications oh, now with the cosmic masters from Venus and other planets, as well as all of a sudden he's developing psychic powers. In 1955, he founded the Aetherius Society, which is a religious group, which 
claimed it was just dedicated to spreading and acting upon the teachings of advanced extraterrestrial intelligences. <laughs> they only even, he can hear. Yep, that's <coughs> right. Uh, so he then opened up a headquarters in London and <coughs> every time she coughs, I cough. Uh, he called himself the... Pri- I have to say this very carefully because I couldn't end up with the wrong word. He called himself the primary terrestrial mental channel. <laughs> right. Uh, now, the, the people that he was, the, the extraterrestrial intelligences he was communicating were highly evolved spiritual beings on another dimensional plane, and they were giving him lots of secrets of the universe because they just want to help humanity solve the current earthly problems and bring them into the new age of aware of Aquarius. Aquarius. <laughs> awareness. <laughs> so. He was saying that the cosmic masters travel the universe in flying saucers. They often take on a human form and walk amongst us. And they try to guide us. But these humans, they just won't listen, will they? Uh, from that rock came monkey. Uh, the main goal of the group was to try and help the entities... Uh, sort of carry out their missions or cosmic missions mm-hmm. on behalf of the, of the cosmic masters to try and prevent worldly destruction by improving cooperation between humanity and the aliens so, <laughs> that exist on a very complex spiritual hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, oh, I forgot to mention some of the uh, the aliens that walk amongst us that have tried to help us humans and we just haven't listened. There was Buddha and Krishna, and Lao Tzu, Confucius, and of course Jesus. We can't forget Jesus. Oh, we can't. No, they're, they're just trying to make the Keeps world a better popping place. popping back up. You put him in a cave and he just pops back up a couple of days later. Yeah. Can't keep a good man down, can you? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Why did you sound like Mae West then? You can't keep a good man down. Oh. 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 We've got a judgy, judgy Jesus. Judgy Jesus. <laughs> you wait till you see our latest team move Hall. Oh, I love Jesus. We've got a judgy oh. Jesus in there. It's brilliant. Can't, it wait. can't wait to can meet can judgy Jesus. put him up here in the studio? Everyone's going to walk. If only we were getting a commission, we'd make a fortune. Can, can you come into um, some kind of co-branding with judgingjesus.com? <laughs> Look, uh, oh, it's... we're getting off track, all right? Um, so the, the, the whole thing is they want to try um, and prepare the way for the next master, the next Jesus, uh, who's going to descend upon the earth in a flying saucer and wield vast magical powers uh, to help advance humans and balance out the karma. This is all sounding very logical. Until... <laughs> so it, it was sort of like oh, gosh, she coughs in all the best spots which is now going to make me cough <coughs> stop it Renata got compassionate cough so really the, the group had this beliefs and practices hodgepodge of stuff there was UFOs aliens I told you yoga Yoga was there. She, yoga. Yoga. It's the feng shui that started to her. Spiritual healing, psychic powers, new age beliefs, occultism. Uh, <laughs> and they were pitching ideas from various religions like Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, combining it <coughs> all together. It sounds very Scientology, actually. <coughs> Combining it all together with Christian prayers and Eastern mantras, oh, um, and they believe that the great religious figures from the major world religions are all the same being, earthly manifestations of this extraterrestrial 
greater cosmic power. (laughs) Um, All great religions are simply different expressions of this one essential timeless reality that is a divine source, they said. Um, So do we need to go to a a song? We do. All right, go to a song and I'll I'll come back with uh, the Operation Prayer Power uh, and let you know what's happening and where they are now. It's just fascinating. (laughs) Let's go to a song. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? I have no idea. That was a bit premature. We were so excited about... Oh, dear. But that's not your fault, Renata, because (laughs) it actually... I don't know why that happened, because that's not what's on the program. Well, look... These, look, we've been talking about portals today. Professionals. And look, we've called in the extraterrestrials. We've... <laughs> we've You've angered the great god Zenu. <laughs> oh, no. no. Seriously, that, that should have, after that song, that should have, yeah, not quite sure what happened there. Yeah, I was um, getting really excited to go. I know, I was about to congratulate you for not stuffing up the board tonight. Yeah, there you go. But we're here, we're, we're here. We're here, we're here. Yep. And look, people love it when we get it wrong because it's, that makes it more of Anne and Renata's misadventures, which you can find on YouTube. On YouTube. <laughs> Edited by Cousin Steve. Oh. <laughs> All right, so I was I was holding you all in by the short and curlies, just telling you about the Operation Prayer Power. You don't know how grateful you need to be to these people, George King and his what was it theory and something I can't remember. But anyway. They were really clever because what they've done is they've dug in and sort of pulled out little bits that are familiar to everyone so that when they're talking about their religious beliefs and their ideas, it feels normal. It feels like, oh yeah, I get this. I recognise this. This is ringing true to me. But a big part of the thing that they believe in is channeling spiritual energy. Um, now is this starting to sound like some of the mediums we've been to, Renata, where they channel things? Yes. All right, so this is going to get interesting, what I'm going to tell you about these ones here. So what the group would do is they would hold something called Operation Prayer, which was a weekly ritual where the members would charge a spiritual energy battery with prayer energy for an indefinite period. Um, And the idea was that they were putting this power into this battery, which would then avert various disasters and catastrophes when needed. They also claim that they've stopped many wars um, because of all this spiritual energy that they're um, accumulating and putting out to the world. Uh, They pull the energy from the Earth and direct it into a spaceship in orbit, shielded from telescopes and radars, which they call satellite numbers. Three. Oh. Uh, but they, Elon know about this? Oh, he's probably the mm. grand poo bar up there. Anyway, we've also got they believe that Mother Earth is a living goddess, mm-hmm. right? So this mm-hmm. is all sounding a little familiar again mm-hmm. um, and that the cosmic masters need to protect the deity known as Earth and that the masters are fought off evil alien invaders from other planets of the universe and on many occasions over the millennia have looked over to harm Mother Earth and um, Mother Earth guided by the masters and one of the bishops for this so-called organisation is Brian Kniep. Um, who said the biggest reason why the Ethereum Society is here, why the cosmic masters came to Earth, is because the Mother Earth 
has to change. She's held herself back for hundreds of thousands of years because she's providing mankind a home to evolve. She's been told by the karmic lords that she can no longer hold herself back. So the big push by the cosmic masters is to raise as many people up so that they will be able to get to a point where they will enter a new age here on Earth. Mother's been holding back for us. Sounds like the second coming. Yeah. Oh, baby. It's always good when that happens. <laughs> um, so um, the, we're going on to the, the UFO societies believe the cosmic energy uh, is actually on a, a spiritual level, but also to do with UFOs. And we've heard this say before that some aliens uh, or our higher... What am I trying to say? The, you know, when we get, we've had people channel to us, and they say they're channeling from the masters. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been told before they could be alien. Uh, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. All right, so um, I'm losing my place now. We're going to run out of time. Um, So we're talking about the vibrational energy now. This is also going to be something that's going to sound familiar, that we have to raise our vibrational energy. Now, these cosmic beings can make it lower or higher, depending on what the need is, which also explains why UFOs blink in and out, because they're changing their vibrational energy. It's all explained here. Sometimes you see Shakira and sometimes you don't. (laughs) Vibrational energy. And some, they also believe in reincarnation after death. You're working towards uh, the spiritual evolution. Uh, But of course, if you get it wrong, then you'll be put on another planet and you'll just have to sit out your time over there um, and not reach the higher vibrational levels that Mother Earth is going to reach with those who are doing the right thing. Uh, Of course, we've got some people in there in the government that know all about this. They're the lizard people. They are. There's a group, a sinister group known as the Silence Group, and they are tasked with suppressing the truth and misleading the people using misinformation, fear and ignorance control humanity. That sounds awfully familiar. I haven't heard of misinformation. Haven't you? I've heard of Mr. Bossy and Mr. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new Mr. Ben book. Anyway, look, this group has been so popular that they actually opened up a chapter in Los Angeles. <laughs> They've been appearing on television shows where um, George would uh, channel a theorist who would speak through him to benefit the audience watching, make all sorts of incredible claims, such as he had vast psychic powers and could speak all these terrestrial languages, all the languages of Earth, and that he had titles, awards, diplomas, degrees, honours, even a knighthood. He's not doing bad for a taxi driver, is he? His followers followers were vouch for him, say he's an author, an inventor, and a metaphysician, an occultist, a prophet, a psychic, a a spiritual healer, spiritual leader, teacher, yogi, and an Aquarian master. (laughs) Renata, you're not taking this seriously. Um, He just wants to help society grow, but he died in 1997, um, and he has 11 of these groups across the world, uh, and he, he's the, the group is still running. It's still running from when he set it up. Oh, we need to find it on Facebook. I know. But 
the thing is, they've now looked into some of his um, qualifications, and sadly, the degrees have actually been bought from those places where you can buy a degree, and the lordships have been bought from those places where you can buy yourself a lordship, um, and it looks like some of it might not be true. No. <gasps> Get out of town. No. Don't be too upset no. with him. Because he only had the goodness of the world in his heart. Yes. And, and really, the whole world in his hands. as far as cults go, he wasn't too bad. No. He wasn't asking anyone to harm themselves or, or doing something that Drink was... the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he wasn't asking for money to be sent to him every week, but it looks like he may have been a little bit of a con artist. No. But the religions are still running, and who would ever think that con artists would still be running with religions? Who? Oh, no. Vatican City. Oh! oh was, who, that was your... Who was that? That was your was that? outside voice. That was Zenu. that was. <laughs> he beamed that down to me. Sorry, that was a cosmic download. Yep. I think we're done. Renata's broken. She, I don't even know if she can get to the controls anymore to press the button. And um, we'll like to say good night to you all. I think we're gone. I think the radio show's <laughs> shut down. Good night, Madison. And nothing's happening. We've been cut off. There is nothing there. I'm serious. There's we're been gone. Nothing for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Bye, if anyone's listening. <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> Should we press something just in case? There's nothing there to press. What happened? <laughs> Should we turn the microphones on? Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.